Okay, good morning. Good Erev Shabbos. Share should be Lila Nishus Komiyo Shai Ben Reza, Tzivi Son Bas Mirov, for Shlema for Chaim Leben Oriyal, Etem Moshe Chaim Ben Esther, Chaisatila Bas Ariel Tzipora, and all Chole Yisrael, and for a Aliyah Ben Shama, for Shimon Chaim Ben Iterifka. Okay, so we left off on Gimel. We are on the last few words of. Uh, let's see. We are on the bottom of Gimel Laman Aleph. I just want to make one point that I did not mention last last uh, on uh, Wednesday. We ended off about the Heshmei Rabbah. The Gemara says in Gemara Shabbos Daf Kuf Yutes that anyone who owns Heshmei Rabbah, bechol kochov with all of his strength, bechol kochov mochlan lavonosav. Right, he goes there all the gzeros, and all good things happen. Because Baruch Hu tears away all the gzeros, and good thing happens. And therefore, what does Rashi say? Bekol kocho says bekol kavanoso with the proper intention. All is kavanos. So therefore, it's very important. What we alluded to earlier this week is having the right intentions. When you say Yeshme Raba, you should be thinking of what it means. And we saw from Tosfos, it means Yeshme Raba. His name should be great. The Olamayim Maya, right? So it's not Yeshme Raba Mivarach that his name should be great and blessed. Um, but the comma is after Yeshme Raba Mivarach. Sorry, Yeshme Mivarach. Tosfos says. And not Yeshmei Rabbah, then Mivarach Lelamein Lemaya. Mivarach, stop. Exactly. Okay, right there. The Gemara says at the bottom of Gimel Lemon Aleph. Two lines from the bottom. Tona Rabbana. So we saw, if you remember, we had a case where uh, Rabbi Yossi went into a Chorva Tadavin. And then Elio Novi, Zachor Latov, was waiting outside for him. And he said, from, he says, Why'd you daven go inside? You should have just daven the Tfilah Ketzara on the side. So, two lines from the bottom. We said that Yossi learned three things, what he learned. And now the Gemara is going to continue that and say, but There are three things why, three reasons why one does not enter a desolate area. Uh, one is Mbnech Shad. We'll see what that means in a second. So he's not suspect. Number two, Mepnei Amapolis, so the walls don't fall on him. If it's a desolate area, meaning it's a chorva, where the walls have already fallen down, it's a dangerous place. We're afraid other structures will fall on him, so physical danger. And Mepnei Amazikin, and because of the Mazikin, the Shadim. So now, what does Chashad mean? Chashad, Rashi says, we're afraid that people are going to suspect that there's a zona, that you're doing improper things, you're soliciting uh, prostitution, and it's certainly not a, a good look, and therefore it's best to stay away from there. So three separate reasons. Chashad, Mapolis, right? So people are not choshesh you that you're, you're chasing after his nos. Two, because of safety, physical safety, because of Mapolis, nothing else should fall on you. The structure is un- Un, um, it's not uh, fortified, it's not strong, it may fall on you. And the third one is Mabnein Mazik and the Shadim, the demons that are maybe present there. So the Gemara says as follows So why do you have to mention all three reasons? says, Why don't you just learn that the whole reason why one cannot go into these areas of destruction of, of, a, of a deserted building is because of Mapolis? It may fall on you. So the, so the Gemara says, Bechadasi. We're talking about a new structure. And in other words, it's, it's just built. One of the walls was built improperly, but the other walls are not, not inherently going to fall. They're not rotted out with termites. So if there was four walls built and one already fell down, so it's now considered a desolate place, a deserted place or a broken down place, but the other three walls are inherently st- structured well. It's just that one wall was built 
built poorly, but the other three are not suspect of falling now because they were just built. So the Gemara says, okay, if that's the case, so that's why you can't tell me, but what about Mishim Mazikin? Why don't I learn out that's just Mazikin? Why don't I need Chashad? So you tell me why I need Chashad because of Mapolis, because if it's not, we're not worried about the walls falling because we're talking about a new structure other than that one wall that was built, built faulty. But what about Mazikin? Why don't I just learn out that you can't go into this place because of the demons, the Shadim that are there, the, the evil spirits? So the Gemara says, betray. Talking about a case where there are two people, and we know that Shadim do not start up when there are two people present. They may go ahead and, so to speak, attack one person, but they won't attack two separate people. So the Gemara continues and says, E betray, if you're going to tell me that there are two people there, we're not Choshesh, we're not Choshesh then for Chashad either. Why? Because the Gemara in Kedushin says that we're only worried about one person, one man with two women or three women, but we're not worried about two men with one woman. It's not considered Yichud. Why is it not considered Yichud if you have two men with one woman in, in, in a secluded area? Because we say that one man is going to be so embarrassed in front of the other man that he's not going to act improperly or licentiously. But if you have one man with two women, then theoretically it could happen. So the Gemara says, we're talking about where you went with two people. So if that's the case, so if you go with two people and a new building, you don't, the only one you have to be worried about is the um, is the chshad. The Gemara says though, ibetrei chshanami like. The Gemara says if that's the case, we just said that you don't have to worry about shadim, and you don't have to worry about if it's two people, then you don't have to worry about chshad either. Again, the Gemara says we're trying to see why you need all three reasons. So the first one said, why do I need the reason of of chshad? Just learn the other ones. That is. That it may fall on you or shade them. We said it's a new wall, new building, so the other walls are not going to fall on you. And for shade, I'm talking about two people. If you're talking about two people, and that's why you don't have to worry, you need to worry about the reason for Khashad. But then if you have two people, you don't have to worry about Khashad either, because you never suspect two people going in with one woman. It's never a problem. Sigmar says, I still don't understand why I need two people. Sigmar says, Betray a Preeti. No, the two men that we're talking about are both promiscuous men. And the Gemara Kedushin says, if they're promiscuous, even two men you have to worry about with one woman. Normally, you don't worry about two men with one woman, except if these people have a, a ready reputation that they're pretty promiscuous. In that case, it doesn't solve the problem, and therefore, you still have to worry about Khashad. Gemara says, say again? Oh. The, the Gemara continues, Mapolas, so why do I need the answer of Mapolas? Why, why is that answer necessary that we're afraid that the other walls are going to fall on you? Just learn it, the case of you can't go in there because we're for Znos if you go into a desolate area or a deserted area or because of the Mazikin. Mishon Mazikin. Gemara says, no, we're talking about Trey. We're talking about where two people went in there. If two people went in there, you don't worry about Mazikin either. I, I jumped the gun before. If you, if you have two people, you don't have to worry about the Shadim, the evil spirits, they're not going to bother you. Ukshari, and we're talking about two people who are kosher. If they're kosher, we don't have to worry about chashad. And if they're two people, we also don't have to worry about mazikin. So therefore, you have to rely on the third reason that we're afraid you, can do, you don't walk into a deserted, broken down area because the wall is going to fall on you. The third reason, Mar says, if that's the case, why do I even need the case of mazikin, the shaitim? Why do I need to worry about this reason of the, of the, uh, of the evil spirits? Mar says, but typically, just let me learn out let me learn out the other two reasons. You can't go into this broken, desert, deserted building because of the shaitim, Sorry, because of the Chashad uh, the of Znus or because of the building might fall on you. Mar says, We're talking about a new building, as we just said, Uva Trey, Uva Kashri. Talking about two people who are Kasher. Therefore, if it's talking about a new building, a new structure, we don't have to worry about the wall falling on you. And we're talking about two men who are both Kasher and not suspect on Znus. Therefore, the only reason that, that applies is still Mazikin. Therefore, there are scenarios that would, would require all three reasons to actually prevent you from walking into that deserted area. Because. Because one wall fell down already, so it's deserted. 
it's deserted. So the Gemara says, e betray, if you're talking about two people, mazik and if you're talking about two people, then you don't have to worry about shadim either. Gemara says, bimakoman, no, it's a place, bimakoman chashinan, it's a place that we know that evil spirits lurk, and therefore, even if it's two people, if you, they, the shadim still have the power to overpower the two people. In other words, normally we say, that shade and evil spirits do not team up on two people. It's interesting, by the way, Yaakov went by himself. When Yaakov was fighting with the Sarasol Esav, it was one-on-one. There weren't two people there. So, but here, if we say that if it's one person, a shade can start up with you. If it's two people, normally you won't. Except if you go to a place where it's normal that shade them lurk, um, then even two people you don't go. Or the other Gemara says another answer, you're probably saying, but the other possible answer is the Olam, the Olam Medubar, or it's talking about a case of Bechad, it was only one man, over Chor Bechadasi. It's talking about a, uh, a field. Um, sorry, Bechad, over Chor Bechadasi, a new place. The, and the Koi Bedabar, we're talking about a case of a field that's not in a desolated area, meaning it's not a building that fell down. It's talking about a place where it's a field and there's nothing going to fall on you. You don't worry about chashad. Why don't you worry about chashad in the case of an open field? Because women don't hang out there, right? These women go to deserted areas. But a field that's, that's open up and there's no walls blocking the identity of these people, women are not found there commonly to do their, uh, to do their uh, job. You know, to, uh, and therefore, we don't have to worry about chashad. But still in a field, you still have those possibilities that the mazikin uh, are there. And therefore... Um, this is another possibility. We're talking about a field, and therefore you really need all three answers. So I do want to take a really fun joyride through shots right now. We're going to hit four different, uh, right, there's six different Sidarim in, in right, Zroim, Moed. We have Nashim, Nizikin, Kachim, and Taros. We're going to hit the first four now. What does Chashad mean? What, what, if I asked you what Mupnei Chashad means, that we, we're suspect, what would you say that means? What's the famous term that we all use today? Marasayin, right? It's going to appear that you're doing something wrong, right? You don't go ahead into a McDonald's wearing a yarmulke, even if it's for a business, because yes, people may know you're going for a drink, uh, for a Coke or to the bathroom, but you don't want to give the appearance that you're getting a Big Mac there. It's called Maris Ayin, the way it's going to appear. First of all, what is the Isser in Maris Ayin? What's the problem of Maris Ayin? Somebody so, else will come and will see you and will think, oh, this is okay to do it. Perfect. So it's, it's, it's two possibilities what the problem of Maris Ayin is. Either Maris Ayin is, as Ayal just said, if people see someone of Ayal's stature going into McDonald's, they say McDonald's has the ORB. And if it's good for Ayal, it's good for me. That's one possibility. Possibility number two is we're going to, it's going to be an incriminating um, offense on, about Ayal. We're going to say, I'm not going out with Ayal's daughter because uh, he goes to McDonald's. In other words, it's going to be a negative edus about Ayal. Okay? It's going to be incriminating on him. Either we're afraid it's going to be bad for him or it's afraid it's going to impact other people. People see Ayal, who's the Gabai, who makes the announcements for 14 minutes every morning. If he can go into McDonald's, then I can go into McDonald's. Yes, Ayal? That's, that's why I don't go to McDonald's, even in Israel, even a kosher McDonald's. There you go. There you go. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's practical. I, I said to the guy, why do you have Yamaha? He's like, oh, mate, I only went for two weeks. There's a giant Gabai. And then he went. You know what? You better take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would reach the level of a Hello Hashem? That's a separate question. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Not so if it's so a now, business meeting. Let, let's see, by the way. So let's, let's see. There's a very, 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 very famous line we're going to get to now. But listen to this Gemara in Avodah Zarah Daf The Gemara there discusses that if one is found, finds himself, finds himself in a city of Avodah Zarah. Listen to what it says here. It says, 
Kozman, um, look what it says here. So if you find yourself, a city that is full of Ovdi Avodazara, this Gemara Avodazara, Dafir Beis. I heard this whole piece from Afshuli Bornstein a while ago. I just wanted to share it with you guys. It's really beautiful. Um, it's Asrli Konas Tocha. You cannot go enter the city. Let's say you find yourself in the city. Yoshev locates Bifne Avodas Kuchavim, Lo Yisra. If a thorn is in your foot and you're in the city and you're in front of a, a gachka, uh, right in front of a, 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 an idol, don't bow down to pull out the thorn because it's going to appear. You're going to give the appearance to the passerby that you're being Oveda Vodazar, you're bowing down to him. That's not case number one. Number two, if you're in that same city, you're in front of an idol and you open up your wallet, and your dollars fall over the floor, or your diamonds fall over over the floor. Don't bow down. He's in diamonds. Don't bow down. To, we have to make it relevant to everybody. Don't bow down to pick them up. So how do for the you, same how do you reason. Do? For the same reason. Okay. Uh, for diamonds and maybe whatever. <clears throat> coins. Sweet. Coins. I'm assuming your diamonds aren't CZ. If they're real diamonds, we may have a separate story. If the CZ, just let them go, y'all. I don't go I'm to picking Abu, on him so much today. I do not go to Abu Dazara places with real diamonds. I hear you. I hear you. Number three. <clears throat> If you, if you have a, a Mayan Hamoshech, if you have a flowing river, don't bow down to scoop up the water in front of Odavodazara. Same thing. There's a third case. It appears that you're being, you're bowing down to Vodazara. And the fourth case, it says if you have, we're just in, um, in Europe, all over Europe, if you have these fountains, that waters coming forth from the mouth, in all the city centers of the city that have that, don't go close, looks like mouth to mouth that you're drinking the water because it appears you're kissing a, a, a tzalem. All these reasons. Now, the Gemara says, listen to this says here, Amar Rav Yudah, what do you mean? It ain't near it. What does that mean? Amar Rav Yudah, Amar Rav, Kol Mokum She'asru Chachamim, Mipnei Maris Ha'ayna Filu Bechedri Chadarim Asar. Rav says, throughout Shas, anything you're not allowed to do in public because it looks like Maris Ayin, it's even usher to do in your own house when there's no one to worry about marasai. If you're doing something in your own house and no one's seeing you, it's still usher because that which is usher berabim because of marasai, something you do publicly, if it's going to give the wrong impression, you can't do that same act in your house. Good? That line by Rav is found many times in Shas. And it would seem like we were passing like him. But interestingly, Tosfos here says something amazing. Tosos in the bottom view base of what Azar says, Perish Rav Nisim Gon, the Ain Halacha Karav, that we don't paskin like Rav. Meaning that if something is Usr for Mars Ayn, it's Usr for Mars Ayn. But if there's no one in my house seeing me, I'm home alone, it's not Usr, because I don't have to worry about Mars Ayn. No one's judging me. Right? Makes sense? Which again is interesting. Is that in conjunction with this Gemara? Yeah, it's from this Gemara, what is so What's conjunction to our Gemara? No, I'm saying, yeah, even yeah. in that Gemara, yeah. how does it even make sense? You're talking about something where there are, are uh, idols of the present. That's the whole reason for not doing it. Right, so we can discuss this, what this means in a couple minutes. But basically, so you have four examples here, and it says, and he brings in the statement of Rav. But why, but, would, why would you bring these four examples? Why wouldn't you just not say you're not allowed to bend? What, in, we, in any case, we're not give, allowed to why bend. Gives, give four different examples. Each one has a different... Uh, one is for food, one is for but money. Is there any other example that one is for we health. are allowed to do it? No. Well, kissing the, kissing the water fountain is not bending down. Not bending down, but it just shows that you're kissing all four cases. Right, the right. question. So the Gemara says, and then he brings at the end, he says, although I saw that, according to the re. 
Hilchas Akrav, we do Paskin like Rav. But that's one case. So let's, the reason I'm bringing this in now is because we're trying to find is what is Mnech Shad? So look, if you look at this, this is really amazing. If you look at the Gilion Ashas in, in our Gemara, the Gilion Ashas of Kiva Eger, right over here, the Gilion Ashas right over here, Rabkiva Eger, he says in our Gemara, which we say Mnech Shad, he says, Ayin Shabbos Chof Gimel Oman Aleph. But Kiva Eger says, I want you guys to go look in Gemara Shabbos of Chav Gimel, which is in Yonah Dioma. It talks about Chanukah. And there, listen to this Gemara. In Shabbos Chav Gimel, which also talks about Chashad. So there, in a different context. So there, the Gemara discusses as follows. It says, Chatzar she'esh la'beis p'sachim. If I have a house that opens up into a Chatzar, and the Chatzar has two ways to enter from the street. Okay, don't forget, in the old times, they used to put the menorahs not inside, but outside, Okay. It has two psachim, I must go ahead and put my chan, the menorah on both entrances to the chatzah, to the courtyard. So Rav says, whoa, whoa. If one of the entrances is on the north side and one is on the south side or the east side, then I have to put both on this, I have to put a menorah on both sides. Why? The Gemara continues, because if someone passes by one direction, and doesn't see that I have a menorah, it's going to appear that I don't have it. Um, uh, um, and the Gemara says, Mishum Chashada. He's going to say that he did, doesn't have a menorah. If, what Rav says, if Rav says that if both are on the same entranceway, the same direction, so if I'm walking along the north side and I see two, but I see that one of them has a menorah, I'm not going to be choshesh that this guy didn't do Hadlakas Neiros, Hanukkah. Make sense? And it says, Chashad. Gemara says, What's the makor for this concept of chashad, which apparently again is maris ayin, right? Just a different name, but maris ayin. What's the source? So the Gemara there says Rabbi Shimon brings that the zechiyev of peah. Peah is we know when the farmers have to leave the corners of their farm for the aniyim. When they finish the harvest, they have to purposely leave over the corners. And the Gemara gives four reasons. He says four reasons. One is that you can't go ahead and just collect everything. And then at some time, leave, put some stuff down because what's going to happen is you're going to be stealing. How are you going to be stealing? Because what you're going to do is you're going to see when no one's around, you're going to put some stuff down and call your uncle who's poor, come take, come take. But there are other anim who need. Another, num, reason number two is you have to leave it at the very end. You can't discern when you do it. When you do your harvest, whenever you're doing your harvest, you have to leave the last corner. You can't take everything up and then a week later put the payah down. The second reason, he says, is because then the anim are never going to know. They're going to be sitting idle waiting for you to leave some over. If they see that you started the harvest yesterday and tomorrow you're going to get to the end and you leave some over, they'll come back tomorrow. But they can be waiting for a week or two weeks until you decide. The third reason, therefore just do it as part of the routine. The third reason, he says, Shad, people are going to pass by and if you don't do it at the time that it's supposed to be designated when you're finishing the harvest, and you may have done it a week earlier, they're going to be choshed. This guy didn't do pay it's mitzvah daraisa. And there's a fourth, it brings a pasuk. But the bottom line is, we see another reason, another uh, a case of chashad. So, so far we've seen it two times where the Gemara uses the phrase chashad. Chashad is going to be suspect. The case of our Gemara brachos, if you go into a map, if you go into a chorva, if you go into a deserted building, People are going to be choshesh, I mean, mars ayin, that you're going for zinos purposes, you're going to seek uh, prostitution. Number two, the case in our Gemara, in the, where Rabbi Kiva Eger points us to Gemara and Shabbos, my Hanukkah, which discusses Halakas Neros, that if you don't do it in the same area, right, uh, on both, um, both openings, it's, uh, on, on two different sides, people are going to be choshesh, and the Gemara brings the Gemara of Peah. There's a third case. 
The Gemara Ksuvas, listen to what Gemara Ksuvas says. The Gemara Ksuvas there is talking about where you have a gutter and the gutter gets full of leaves on Shabbos. Are you allowed to go ahead and kick, bless you, kick out the leaves with your foot in order to make the gutter? Because what happens is the water starts to pile up and it starts to drip into the house. So are you allowed to go ahead and open up the gutters on Shabbos? So the Gemara says there, it says, Omer, Tsinor, it says, Tsinor, Sha'alu Bo Kashkashin, a Tsinor, a um, gutter, which now came full of leaves. Mima'achan Beraglo, you're allowed to go ahead and stomp out the leaves, kick out the leaves with your foot. Bitsina, if you're doing it in private. Okay, B'Shabbos. Right. So people will So otherwise it's Mars Ayin. So look what Tosfos says. Tosfos asks there, I don't understand. We just said that Rav says anything that I'm not allowed to do publicly, I can't do privately. And yet the Gemara comes here and says, you know what? You need to clean the gutter. Just make sure no one's looking and clean out the gutter. Either it's Bona or Makibapatish, you're finishing the final step, one of the 39 Malachos, possibly building, whatever the Malacha is, it's a Malacha. And yet, the Gemara says, do it privately. What do you mean do it privately? We have so many cases throughout Shas where Rav says, if anything can't do publicly, can't do privately either. either. Listen to what Tosfa says. Tosfa says, You know what he says? He says, This application of Rav, where you can't do something privately, when you can't do it, when, when you can't do it publicly, is only Isra Daraisa. But this case, where you're doing it, means when you do a Malacha, yeah, by backwards, by a different alternate way, not the regular way, it's always the Rabbanon. In that case, the Chachamim never went ahead and said, Asr privately, what they prohibited publicly. Okay, so we see that, again, it's an important same, application. Same it's also the Rabbanon, correct. Correct. Now, one last case. So we said now two different Lashonos. We saw Lashonos of Mepnei Chashad, and we also saw a Lashon of we also saw a lashon of Kineshineris. Um, okay, I didn't bring Sanhedrin. Let's listen to what the Gemara says in Sanhedrin. The Gemara says, let me just get a Sanhedrin, I'm sorry. I can't go in. Okay, so the Gemara says there, the Gemara discusses, listen to what it says there. The Gemara discusses there in the Mishnah, Daflam Ches, it says, there were two homes there, there were two families, um, Base Garmu and Base Saftinas. Base Garmu, it's, it says that they were they were the experts in the lechem upon him, the showbread. They, the Gemara comes, the Mishnah on Daflam comes to knock them and insult them and saying they were not such good people. Why? The lechem upon him was such a unique talent. They were so fantastic at making it, but they didn't want to share the recipe. Similarly, Base Saftinas, who were the people who made the Ketores, they were the family that made the special incense. They were fantastic, and they had a unique recipe. They didn't want to share it with anybody. Gemara continues, even though they, the Mishnah comes to deride them and say that they were bad for that, and, and to, 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 not to insult them, but to say they, they did something wrong by not sharing this, this uh, recipes. It says, but each family was praised for something. What was the base Garmu family praised for? Lechem upon him. They never gave their children fresh bread to take to school so that nobody would suspect them of taking the ingredients for the lechem upon him and using it for a tuna fish sandwich on Tuesdays. And the Beis Aftinas, who made the incense, in, incense, never let their daughters go out to a wedding with fresh perfume. 
so that people wouldn't suspect, wouldn't suspect that they were using this holy recipe or ingredients, a formula, to make this, the incense for mundane acts such as making perfume. And the Gemara says, you know, you know what this, this is all refers to? The Gemara says, and they fulfill the mitzvah, that they were naki from, this Pasuk says, when, I, when, when Moshe tells, Moshe says, this Pasuk, you'll be clean in the eyes of B'nai Israel and Hashem. Moshe is talking to Reuven, God, and Menashe, excellent. When he says that they did a deal, they wanted to have their Yerusha outside, right, on the east bank of the Jordan. Okay? And he says, I'll do that on, on account of, condition that when we go to war, you guys have to cross over and help the other nine and a half Shvatim go ahead and fight. And in that case, the Yisinikim, you will be clean in the eyes of Hashem Yisrael. And that's what this Pasuk says here also by, by Sanhedrin, by the case of Beis Garmu and Beis Aftinas. So we three, see three different Lashonos by what is Marasai. Either we saw Kshad, that's our case here, you'll be suspect. Or in the case of the Gemara by Halakos Neros, you're going to be suspect. We saw the case of actual it's going to appear that you're doing something wrong. That's the case of Avodah Zara when you bow down, or the case of Peah when you don't go ahead and leave the Peah, the, the corners for the, for the poor people. And the third case is over here, when Moshe says to them, to those people, that Pasuk is invoked here by the base Garmu, they didn't go ahead and use the, they never gave their kids fresh bread, and, then, and the base Aftinas never gave. So it's interesting. So those are the three different areas throughout Shas that we talk about this, this, uh, this concept of Maris Ayin. Interesting, Sam Sofer, and his Shas Chuva says, based on this Pasuk, Yisrael, he says, to be clean, clean in the eyes of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's possible. Kaddish Baruch Hu is bochen kleos if he understands what's going on in our hearts, if you have good intentions, Kaddish Baruch Hu, you could be clean in the eyes of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But he says, the Chassam Sofer says to be clean in, in the eyes of, of, of your, fe- your fellow peers, to be loved by everyone all of the time, he says it's impossible. He says it's impossible. He says. But he says that's probably what the Pasuk says. It's impossible that even if you do good intentions, that you're not going to sin. Because the Chassam Sofer says by some way, shape or form, you're going to do something. Pee off some someone, you're going to draw their ire. So it's interesting, just the, uh, this is the uh, concept of, of Marasayin. No, and again, what, what the reason is, as I all said before, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, what is the reason for Marasayin? Marasayin, either because it's going to impact someone else, or it's going to impact that person negatively. But either way, this is a little bit of a uh, taste throughout the Shas about what Marasayin is. Yes. No, I'm saying it's interesting, sometimes when I drive with Elise, where Elise thinks that I'm not driving appropriately, she's saying, at least take the kippah off. It's so important, even when you drive. You're gonna be driving really badly. Yeah. For people. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, I, I think you didn't hear me correctly. I said, <laughs> when Elise thinks I that you may you. drive I not appropriately, she says, take, take the kippah off. I, I hear mean, you. I hear you. It's okay. so important, even or or just drive regularly. <laughs> In her eyes. Or change her mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's her mind. <laughs> I love you, y'all. Okay, right there. But that's a good point, right? If you're going to be doing something wrong in a place you shouldn't be... We have right. to be so careful. And obviously, Chil Hashem is one of the things that we don't get kapara for, possibly, according to the Rambam. So you have to be very, very, very careful. Okay, Viter. So all these examples to show that Shad means Marasayim? Exactly. So three different ways that Gemara uses the Lashon. Mechshad, we're going to be suspect. Choshesh means to be suspect to you. 
either or in case of Odazara and Peya, it's going to appear, but Nation is going to appear. Right. And the other one is so that you're clean in the eyes of Hashem or, or uh, your fellow man is also that we're not suspect to you that, right. again, based gur, Garmu, they, if people would see that their sons were eating a fresh lafa, they would say that maybe the parents are using this, they don't want to share it with us, and they're right. using it for mundane purposes. Right. It's going to appear that way. So that's why they, they were praised for that. Even though they didn't share, they were, uh, they were uh, castigated for not going ahead and sharing the, the, the ingredients, the formula. But for this, they were, and for the fact that they didn't send their daughters out in, in fresh perfume, so that people won't get the right impression. So the three different ways the Torah, the Gemara, relates to it. Okay, Vaiter and Shas. Next. Atzo Fresh Mura. Isn't that, so now, sorry, we are up to, sorry. No, we, we are up to, to now. Okay, Torah, about Irish Marshall. So we discussed, what, what time do we have? So I know. It's 851. Perfect. So, um, we discussed last week, uh, not, not earlier this week, whether there are three Mishmaros. So far, we're going under the impression that there were three Mishmaros, and Rabbi Eliezer was the one who said, four. right? Four hours each, three. Okay. According to Rabbi, how many different watches there are during the night? And we said that during these times, the Malachim go and, and give uh, Shira to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's a very opportunistic time. Kaddish Baruch Hu is, is, is mourning, we said, over the base of Mikdash, and he's uh, more likely to listen to Tfilos at that time. So, and this is the whole reason we said for Tikkun Chatzos. Divri Rebbe, sorry, Rav Nassan Omer, Shalosh. Rav Nassan says there are only three. My time in the Rav Nassan, what's the reason for Rav Nassan? And he says there are three. The Chsiv, it says by in Perak Zion of Shoftim. By way of background, Midyanim were, were terrorizing B'nai Israel. Not only were they terrorizing B'nai Israel, any time B'nai Israel started to plant something, they would come and completely scorch the earth so they'd have no produce, making them completely dependent on Midyan. And, um, and, and Malach comes over to, to, um, to Gidon and says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has chosen you to lead them. He says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where's all the promises? Where's all the promises that he made to us? We took us out of Mitzray. So, long story short, he goes ahead and he makes this, uh, a certain ace, he brings a, a pot of soup and he brought matzah and meat and he puts it on a, on a, on a tree stump and he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really there, let him do something. And he puts it on and the Malach makes it happen that it goes up in a fire. So then he realizes there's something real going on here. Kodesh Baruch Hu tells him, by the way, Gideon, your father, who's a big Odev Odezara, and they have an Asherah tree, and, and go ahead and destroy the Asherah tree. He does that at night. He destroys the Asherah tree. He's, he's called the next morning Yerubaal. That's the famous, he's called that because when his father started to uh, defend him, all the people said, kill, kill Gideon. He destroyed our Asherah tree. Asherah tree is a, a tree that's worship of Odezara. They said, if you believe in it, the father said, let the, let the Avodah Zarah kill him. Let, let, let him, Yerubah, let him deal, let the Baal deal with him. Anyway, comes to Baruch and says, go attack Midian. So he gives the whole, uh, he asks for Kodesh Baruch for an ace. He puts a fleece of wool on the floor. And he says to Kodesh Baruch if you're really, if you're really choosing me to go ahead and beat the Midianim, make it that there's dew nowhere except on the fleece. I'm going to leave it overnight. And all the surrounding areas should be dry, but the fleece of wool should be wet. Kachav, the next morning, the fleece of wool is wet from dew, and everything the surrounding area is all dry. He says, Gosh Baruch, if I could be so brazen to ask you one more sign, do the exact opposite tomorrow. Tomorrow I want the fleece to be dry, and all the surrounding area to be wet with dew and kachava. So now he says, you know what? That's what happened. Uh, okay, I believe you that you're going to go ahead and make me uh, defeat Midian. He gathers the people of Menashe. He was from Menashe, and he gets 32,000 people. Gosh Baruch says, whoa, 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 whoa. If you go attack Midian with 32,000 people, People are going to think it's their might and strength that did it. That's not a nace. 
So he says, send some back. He says, who's afraid? So 22,000 people were afraid. 22,000 people left. He's down to 10,000. He says, still too much. He says, you know what? Go to the, down to the river and ask everyone to drink. So 9,700 people get on their knees and start putting their mouth into the water. 300 people take the water up to the mouth. Kodesh Baruch says, those people who lap the water, those are the 300 people you're going to go fight with. 300 people to attack Midian. Then he says, I want you to divide the 300 people into three different armies. So that's what we're up to now. So with the 100 people with him, he says, He goes to the edge of the camp. When did he go? Rosh HaAshmoros the beginning of the middle, middle guard, the middle shmir, uh, watch. What does middle mean? 10 to 2. What does middle mean? If you have a middle one, you have, you have one on each side. So the yeah. three, that's Zeraya. I know it's a way of background, but I just want to tell you the story. It's always good to throw a little Nevi'im in there. So, so he says, You can only have a middle one. Steve said, if you have one before and one after. So hence, Rabbi Nason says there are three. So Rabbi, my Tichona. So what's Rabbi going to do? So Rabbi said there are four. How do you have a middle and four? Middle child doesn't really work if you have four. It works if you have three or five. It doesn't work if you have four. So he says, Achas, so Rebbe's going to say, no, 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 love Dafka doesn't really mean that you have one and you have one on each side. It means one of the middle ones. Meaning, it wasn't so careful exactly. Don't be so metaic in the words exactly. When it said you have one in the middle, it didn't mean the middle one, it meant one of the middle ones. So you can still have two. Okay. Rabbi Nasan, Rabbi Nasan say, whoa, 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 don't just brush this over. It doesn't say one of the middle ones, it says the middle one. So that's why he sticks to his guns. And Rabbi Nassim holds that there were three. Good. My time at the Rebbe. Okay, so now that we understand why there are three, why are there four? How does Rebbe get to the fact that there are four Ashmoros, which means each one is three hours? You're dividing the night from 12 into, into four Ashmoros, each one is three hours. Amr of Zreka, Amr of Ami, Avri Bishub and Levi, Kosov Echad Omer Chatzos Laila Akum Lahodos Lecham Shpatez Kechom. David Amelech says, I will get up, Chatzos Laila, I will get up to thank you, Baruch Hu, for being so righteous. Because of Echor, and David similarly says a pasuk or two later, Kidmu Ashmoros. My eyes preceded when I woke up and I opened my eyes, it came before Ashmoros, plural. Okay? So, Hakatsan, how could you wake up at Chatzos? Again, on a perfect day where it's six to six, where each Shazmani is 12 hours, and I wake up at Chatzos at six o'clock, how can I wake up before two Ashmoros? Because again, if it says, Kidmu Enai, my eyes preceded Ashmoros, which is plural, which means at the very minimum, there were two, two. more Ashmoros. So, Arbim Shoros Havilayla, Rabbi Nassim um so I, Kakate said, Arbim Shoros Havilayla, Rabbi Nassim Sovlak, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Nassim continues his, his, um, to expound upon this limb when he says, this not, Rabbi Yeshua says, Ad Shaloshos, Shekin Derech Molochim, Latmod Bishaloshos. He says, When can you say Kriyashma until? Until the third hour. At this point, this is not how we paskin, but at this point, the Gemara assumes that when it says, because Malachim sleep, right? They sleep late enough. They don't have to get up for work. They don't have an alarm clock. They sleep until the third hour. It means that they get up at the beginning of the third hour, and that's when it's Makriyashma. Not until the end of the third hour. If that's the case, you have six hours, 12 to 6, and then 7 to 8 o'clock. They get up at 9 o'clock. The beginning of the third hour would say Kriyashma. If that's the case, you have eight hours. Eight divided by four is two. So if you assume that all Mishmaros are four hours, then you had two, he had two more, he had two more, um, two more full um, Mishmaros. Okay, that's how you get two. That's how. So it's total of four. Yes. Not three. 
No, this is Rabbi, no, this is Rabbi Nassan explaining now. Sorry, this is Rabbi Nassan is explaining. Rabbi Nassan is going to explain now. How could, how could he say, Dovna Melchsei Ashmuros? So he's saying, so Rabbi says, Kidmoinai, he says, if I get up and there are six hours left, that's two more Mishmaros. Rabbi Nassan, who said three, how can you explain three? So he says, because if Dovna Melch, this, I hold like Rabbi Shuban Levi. Rabbi Shua, sorry, Rabbi Shua, who you have until the third hour. So if he got up at 12 and each Mishmar is four hours, so 12 to four is one. And when he says, I get up, I hold like, you can say Kriya Shema until then. So when I get up, it's another four hours. So it's eight hours altogether, which is four hours divided by four is two. So Rabbi Nassan learns it out that this is, this Pasuk doesn't go against them. David was saying, is I get up so much earlier than the other Malachim. I learned Torah. They're sleeping all day. It's as if I get up two Ashmuros, and each Ashmuros, four hours. It makes sense. Because they get up at the beginning of the ninth hour, which is nine o'clock in the morning. Right? So it's through eight hours, 12 to 8.59. So therefore, I get up eight hours before, it's two Ashmuros. Okay? He gets up actually at, nine, at, at 8.01, the beginning of the third hour, the other kings. That's what we're saying. So he sleeps from... They sleep from 12 to 8. 12 to 8 says, Rabbi Nassan is the equivalent of 2. Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi says, David says, I get up at Chatzos, which is midnight, and I have two more Ashmuros left, 12 to 3 and 3 to 6. And Rabbi Nassan says, he wasn't mean just of the night. He's saying he gets up two full Mishmaros before other kings. Okay, now, Rabbi Nassan, Rabbi Yeshua, because that's the way of kings to get up at the beginning of the third hour. Shis de Leila, six hours of the night, Fritarti de Yamama, and two hours of the day, meaning the seven o'clock, six o'clock to seven, seven to eight, Havalish day Mishmaros, that's two Mishmaros, and therefore it's eight hours. And therefore, that's how he will get out of, he will answer this uh, apparent stira, uh, or this, this raya to Rabbi, to Rabbi, and he'll say that's referring to eight hours, not just of the night, but two including of the day. Rav Ashi Yamar Mishmaro Pal Gana Mishmaskarlu. No, you don't have to go to this whole long calculation. If it's a Mishmar and a half, we can still consider one and a half. You round it up to two. So if Dovna Melch gets up at Chatzos and you have until six o'clock, it's still one and a half, and therefore still two Mishmaros. So therefore, the, the proof that Rebbe brought from Dovna Melch to say that there are four Mishmaros is not a proof against. Um, Rabbi Nassan, he'll say he got up at 12, and one and a half is still considered, still considered, um, three. Uh, right, three altogether. Last, last two lines, Amar Rabbi Zureka, now that we brought something in the name of Zureka, bringing one more thing, Amar Rabbi Ami, Amar Rabbi Shuban Levi, Ein When one is standing in the presence of a mace, one can only discuss topics related to the burial. Amar Rabbi Abarakana, Lo Amar Elabi Divrei Torah. That's only referring to Divrei Torah. Avamila da Amar Leslanba. But you can talk about other things because the, the, the mace realizes it's Narashkai. What is this halacha based on? There's a policy that says, Loeg Larash Cheresh Oseo. Cheref Oseo. In Mishle, it says that anyone who mocks a pauper is insulting his maker. Who's the maker? Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Radak says, Why? Because who determined who's poor and who's rich? Kodesh Baruch Hu. So if you're mocking the pauper, you're basically saying, Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't know what he's doing. Okay? This concept is applied to someone who's dead. If someone is dead, Rahman al-Salan, and someone's, you can't go ahead and do mitzvahs openly in front of them. The Gemara in Yudches is going to talk about that. You can't wear tefillin or you can't have your tzitzit sticking out if you go to a cemetery because you're mocking the dead. They're not able to do mitzvahs anymore. Since they're not able to do mitzvahs anymore, the Rambam says it might even be a deraisa. Loig l'rosh. Loig l'rosh. Right, Loig l'rosh. Exactly. You are making fun of the, I'm not sure what I said, but Loig l'rosh. Correct. Right? Loig l'rosh. You're basically mocking the dead. So here, if you're in front of a, a mace, this also Rav Zerika said, this is the only connection is, 
And that is basically you're saying if you're talking divrei Torah in front of them, of course they want to speak Torah, but they're not able to. So you're not able to. You can discuss this, but you can discuss other things because the, the mace doesn't care. You're discussing the Yankees. It's not Rishkei. It doesn't matter. The second opinion is No, you can't speak divrei Torah and you certainly can't speak other things as well. Why? Because you should be involved. It's a bizarre to the mace. You're talking about the Yankees and you should be talking about how we're going to bury him. You're talking about Sarah what is considered in his presence? So Tosfos actually says on the top, it says, if you are in Dafka, the last narrow line, Dafka Ba'arba Amos If you're within Alan Amos of the mace, that's considered um, an affront to the mace. We don't pass like that. Most of the say that if you're in the same room as the mace, you shouldn't be discussing anything other than um, really the Tzarche Mace, uh, but nothing else. You shouldn't be anything, any, 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 uh, and you certainly should not be mentioning anything related to mitzvahs or Divrei Torah, which is, by the way, Steve asked Rabbi Sachs when he was here, which is the reason why we cut the talus before we put it into the, uh, into the casket. Because you shouldn't have a kosher talus or tzitzis in there because it's mocking the mace. He's unable to wear it anymore. So once you go in and you cut the strings, it's no longer, it's a puzzle talus, and therefore it doesn't violate lowering the rush. Good Shabbos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the pleasure.